0: make sure y'all go check out the grifties if you type in youtube if you just type in grifties grifty awards it'll pop right up we got a dedicated channel to the grifty awards some more bonus content is coming out what up ebony ebony um just shot that link in the chat appreciate you homegirl. um clint griffin 20 super chat super early Thank you, bro. He said, uh, as an inner circle refugee, I've been waiting for this crossover a long time. Hotep Jesus and Libertarian Tupac. Logos is too loud. Super chat. He says, Hotep and Bill. Oh, yeah, we here, baby. Press one in the chat if y'all ready for Comic Dave Smith. Press one in the chat if y'all ready for my guest today. I am Hotep Jesus, your host of Sharp Conversations with Hotep Jesus. This is another Sharp Conversation. Great guest today, great conversation coming up. Um yes, I'll be with Jack Murphy live. I don't know if we set a date yet. I got to check my calendar. I'm terrible with dates, but I, I I think we I think we may have set a date like February or something like that. Um I'm Hotep Jesus. Uh four-time tech startup co-founder. I'm in DeepFix AI ai fakes to be exact ai camera analytics video analytics shout out to Jazzy, our number one investor making that thing happen for us gifitize that's the first company i really got my feet wet wet in uh as far as uh equity is concerned empowers uh content creators allows you to rip videos and, and gifs directly from the twitter platform directly to your iphone android version is still under it's still in, in in the works oh excuse me what else we got oh Coinbitz app, coinbitsapp.com. make sure y'all get in tune coinbitzapp.com buy bitcoin from the hoteps we got some great features coming soon we just uh we brought our designer back we got uh two devs join the team we got a marketing uh person joined the team going to handle some growth uh, assignments for us great things happening over there um at bitcoin say tell them I return my text messages we got some great plans working with bitcoin say um wazo wazo ai camera analytics finally rounding home on completing that project and getting that ready for market very excited for that project shout out to Bloom AI and Arlo and the team over there working on deep fakes are doing some very interesting things there we got a podcast coming soon over there but without further ado further to do I'm going to present to you my guest the incomparable libertarian Tupac (laughs) Dave Smith what up Dave What's going on? Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, man! It's a pleasure. You know, people was beating down my doors like, "Yo, when are you gonna have Dave Smith on? When are you gonna have Dave Smith on?" I'm like, "Yo, relax. We got this. He follows me. I follow him. We gonna make it happen." You know what I mean? So it's it's
1: it's, it's good to, to finally have you here, bro. Yes, I have. A, you you've been one of the people maybe the most that i've been badgered to have a conversation with that people are always going when are you going to talk to hotep jesus when are you guys going to cross you know do some type of thing together so i'm glad we're doing it i know people are going to be excited why do you think why is that i don't know i don't know people are uh people i think that maybe we've we've crossed. You know we crossed a lot of the same paths like we both do rogan and okay. michael malice and thaddeus russell and uh, so a lot of you know the people who watch you also watch me and thought this would be a good conversation can i ask what year you were born i was born in 1983. oh yeah so we're like
0: in that i was 80. so we're right okay. in that range of you know what i'm saying
1: like we like some of the most unique motherfuckers on the planet it is it's, it's a it's an interesting generation to be a part of our little that niche because we were like we grew up in a different way than all the kids today did but we can still kind of talk to those kids yeah. like we we grew up in a world before internet porn was regularly available to everybody, yeah. you know, like that yeah. wasn't, you had to like find a magazine when you were a kid, yeah. you know, these, these kids today don't know that struggle. Right. Uh, we grew up in a generation where your parents would tell you to beat it. Like that was a regular thing. Like they would just be like, go, go outside. Yeah. You know, like what am I gonna do? They're like, outside, go, yeah. and then you figure it out. All these things that are kind of old school, now completely lost. You know, I'm I'm the next generation. That's it's it's a very interesting age to be born in the early eighties. Yeah. We we were the we we
0: actually went
1: outside. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Different times. We didn't have iPhone. Um, we didn't have um well, we had to you you know, um use like a real telephone, like a landline telephone. And if your parents are on the phone, well, you just couldn't use it.
1: Yeah, that's right. That was the beginning of the internet too. If I wanted to go on the internet when I was like 18, I had to make sure like my mom wasn't on the phone and my stepdad wasn't on the phone. I had to have, I had to have like a household conversation before I could log onto the internet. It would take you like 30 minutes to get a page to download. It was, it was hard times, real yeah. hard times. And if the they 90. picked up the phone while you are online and just logged you off. Yeah, yeah, that was that was brutal. That was really embarrassing. Yeah, kids don't know that struggle,
0: man. But what about some of the programming we had? Like Simpsons, South
1: Park, Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, it was the best shit. And the best, and you know what was crazy is that we we lived through almost like the apex of what was allowable. Like things things were almost getting crazier and crazier and every decade you'd be like, oh, they never could have gotten away with this 10 years ago. And then it all flipped and came down and now it's like oh we're offended by that and but and now you and now people will be like oh you can't get away with the shit now that you could have gotten away with back when we were kids yeah. like if you even if you just look back at not when we were kids just like 10 years ago uh, if you see some some of the stuff on like the office or something like that you'll watch it and be like oh they could never do that today they could never just have the boss you know like racially harassing <laughs> one of his employees or something like that it's just it's a. Uh, it's it's a interest a very interesting time that we were born in that gives us a a unique perspective on today's events.
0: Yeah, you know, like people ask me, like you know, they speak to some of the crude aspects of my personality, and I'm like, "Fucking America, you made me this way." Like, have you seen some of the programs that you gave me to watch when I was a kid? Yeah. You expect me to come out better than this?
1: Well, I, I I remember thinking that when um when the Donald Trump uh the what was it? The Access Hollywood tape came out. The grab him by the pussy oh, thing. yeah, yeah. And people were like, everyone was actually, like, Oh my god, who would talk this way, you know? And and you're like, But I don't know, I was raised on like Howard Stern and Jerry Springer and The Simpsons and all this stuff. And you're like, What are you talking to me like I grew up in 1949? And like, <laughs> and like oh, Gee, Paul, let me help with the yard work. And I, what? Are, yeah, this is this is not that weird to us to see something like this. But I also think that the the thing we touched on uh, before about having to go out and and play with other kids, well, like for me, I I don't know you, but for me it was like a young age, like six, seven. It was like go, yeah, you, you went out on the block, and that was. And I grew up in Brooklyn, and it was kind of like there were adults around, but you know other families adults everyone kind of had an eye on the kids but you were just out there and if someone like threatened you or offended you or something like that it was like deal with it yeah i don't know if he threatens to hit you then hit him back or whatever i don't know if he insults you then insult him back and so i look at some of the the younger generation and they're kind of like well that was very offensive and you're like all right <laughs> so deal with it <laughs> you yeah. know offended then then i don't know call him the meanest thing you can think of to call him back and then that maybe that'll end it yeah yeah you disappeared man you know you especially summer right you go
0: outside you disappear until you got hungry you come inside the house and your mom yeah. would be like why are you in the house and it would run you back out and it was weird for me because i'd spend some summers in the hood so we'd spend outside and i'm in the hood wilding and saying i ain't supposed to be
1: saying <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, but but that was that was like half of your upbringing education was learning shit from like if you were like seven you were learning shit from like thirteen year olds <laughs> on your block who t- at the time seemed like geniuses yeah. like you were like oh my god this thirteen year old knows everything and in hindsight you're like okay he didn't actually know that much he was thirteen at yeah. the time you were like this guy's a man like <laughs> Jesus I'm learning a lot from this guy yeah uh, that's but I I think we'd be better off if we split the difference. We could use a little bit more of that today. Maybe yeah. not all of it. We might've had a little bit too much, but we could use a little bit more of that today.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking like my kids, like would they be able to so- survive for like an hour outside? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Like- no, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a hypocrite in all of this too. Cause I, I mean, I, my daughter's two years old, but I'm, even <laughs> as I'm saying this, I'm like, she's not going anywhere ever so i don't care i'm going to be there right my plan is to be with her till she's 35 watching every move like no i don't think so but you know that's the time i'd be i'd be
0: terrified if my kids disappeared for more than an hour outside for more than a half hour like what the are you
1: i'd be calling them on their cell phone (laughs) bring your ass back home (laughs) stay in front of the house (laughs) i but i still dude i remember being uh i was 18 a senior in high school and my mother had like a cell phone for you know something related to her job and th- she let me take it one night oh. and i and i remember walking down the street calling my friends to like you know work out where we're going to meet up and walking down it was in 7th avenue in brooklyn on the phone and having this feeling of being like i am on the phone on the street this is incredible. Yeah, like this, and and this, I I just there's something I almost uh um I feel bad for the younger generation that you don't exactly recognize how cool that is. Yeah, how cool like and it's just taken for granted. It's it's too bad for you guys. Yeah. Even though I'm sure some, I'm sure there's a bunch of 20 year olds listening to us right now who are like, you guys sound like grandpas. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this that was a cool moment to be alive in
0: yeah how are you, you fucking serious the beeper was
1: a big deal the two-way pager was a big deal <laughs> dude i had a fucking beeper that okay i dropped and cracked the screen and so you couldn't see like the last three numbers on yeah. but you know back then you had like everyone's number memorized so you pretty much knew who was beeping you you're like oh i know who that is like yeah. i know you, know, you saw I, you you could see the first five numbers you're like that's enough i'll call you back um all right we're really showing our age on this one jesus <laughs>
0: all right we're gonna cut this out i know y'all tired of this shit reminiscent but um when i when i see somebody like my age and i run into y'all it's just like yo we're like different from everybody here we're different from boomers we're different from these new kids We're just completely different you know yeah. um all right anyway let's let's get into some shit i know y'all want to want us to talk about some real shit um Chalamon Jiffertize brought to you by the nominee clips you saw on the Grifties. God bless Jiffertize. Word up, Kent Thoreau. This is awesome. Hell yeah, Susanna O W L. Word, Um, Marshall Matt Matters. Uh, Don't let Dave fool you. He founded the very failed Mitt
1: Romney fan club in 2012. What? (laughs) What the hell is that? It's it's a it's an inside joke that uh, Michael Malice used to make about me that I'm a Mitt Romney fan. but it's stuck
0: oh shit. martin Patela. oh shout out to michael males that fucking asshole oh um, yep what are you puffing on over there oh
1: uh, vape fucking... is it is it is it thc in that vape no just just nicotine nicotine my, okay my wife made me quit smoking uh when she was pregnant so okay. i've been a vapor since then i hate it but do you yeah i do i just hate and just you know because of again because of our age i wish i was just smoking a cigarette but you know <laughs> it doesn't make the house smell so i understand where she's coming from yeah hi, yeah all right cool do you thc up not for years yeah i used to i mean i was big a big pot guy for a long time but uh now have, haven't for the last couple of years since my daughter was born okay yeah i quit a few months ago it's it's good for you man it brings a clarity of mind even if you i I mean i'm not like preaching to anybody if you smoke weed smoke weed but it's not a bad thing to uh to go clean for a little bit experiment with that yeah i mean i used to you know have these off
0: and on again experiences right you know off then on off for a few months then on and and now i'm just like i think i'll just do it when i go over like the homie's house (laughs) you know just like more enjoyable if, if you can
1: do it that way, I think that's the best.
0: Yeah. Um, opinionated Junkie, how long before you ride with Biden? Oh, man, here we go. All right. Um, Real quick, before we get into some serious topics, you said you're going to watch the Conor McGregor fight tonight. Predictions on that fight?
1: Ooh, i mean i think it's a lot closer than people think okay Gun to the head i'd i'd say mcgregor wins it because he's got that crazy irishman anger and he's going to come out hit the first two rounds against conor mcgregor are tough even mm-hmm. even in boxing floyd mayweather wasn't quite sure how to deal with him for the first two rounds you know right. he's, he's a tough guy in those first two rounds but if he doesn't do significant damage or hurt dustin poirier in those first two rounds dustin poirier's got a crazy gas tank he's got crazy heart and he could make it an interesting fight so gun to the head i'd say conor mcgregor wins but if it goes long the advantage is to to dustin poirier what style is dustin dustin's just an overall mixed martial artist got really really good boxing um he's got a good ground game as well and he's just crazy durable and really tough like and so he's he'll he'll just be in there like he's a dog he'll mm. he'll fight till the very end so he's he's no joke this is, a, this is not an easy fight and if conor mcgregor comes out and just destroys him then he's got to bring khabib out of retirement and run that rematch uh, you know Kabib is a whole nother level of fighter <laughs> K- khabib is yes khabib is next level khabib is no one's been able to do anything to him yet but those uh, Dagestanis are fucking, They're you don't want to fuck with them.
0: Bro, I, I, I didn't know who Khabib was until the Conor McGregor fight. And then immediately I understood that he was, because I used to wrestle, right? So immediately I was like, no, this guy is, this, no, this is unfair. Get Conor out of the ring. I was just watching how he slowly moved from, you know, the regular guard position all the way up, like limb by limb. I'm like oh my god could you imagine be getting stuck with this guy in the Octagon
1: Khabib is like there's videos where you'll see there's um like national champion wrestlers who go and wrestle with Khabib and are like, I've never felt anything like this guy before. Like yeah. he's next level wrestler, like the top of the food chain wrestler. And so when it when he gets guys in a clinch or gets their legs out from under them and takes them down, he does, it's it's like the the highest level of wrestler, like almost the way that like, if someone who's never wrestled before wrestles, you know, fights a wrestler and they're right. like, I don't even know what you're doing to me right now. But you're like, yeah, you're not gonna stuff this takedown, he's that guy yeah uh, so he's he's tough for sure yeah i mean he just he he just
0: destroyed mcgregor mm-hmm. um dave smith Ho-Jep jesus it's like marvel versus dc crossover of liberty who's who's marvel and <laughs> who's dc shout out to raven chan uh clint griffin uh poirier is being disrespected in the betting lines is he
1: yeah i think that's true i think a little bit i saw connor as like a huge favorite and i think that's a little bit a little bit crazy it's a much closer fight than people are saying interesting interesting all right let's hop into this time by the time people watch this it'll be like McGregor knocked him out in the first round and then i'll look like an (laughs) asshole for saying this but that's what i think going in all
0: right let's 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 hop into this thing um let's hop into nah let's save that for the end let's talk let's talk censorship Let's talk censorship. Let's start there. Really, really huge topic. Shout out to Chad Cast. What up, Chad Cast? Um, so, so with the censorship, there's this big discussion. I know Malice and Chamberlain had a, a a conversation about it last night. Should the government interfere and create some sort of legislation
1: to control the big corporations? Well. I'd be very skeptical of that. And particularly because what do we mean by the government right now? Like the federal government is controlled by Joe Biden in the executive branch, the Democrats in the house and the Democrats in the Senate. So are we really counting on them? Do we want to give them more control over the, the tech companies? You know, I, I look, I'll I'll say this. I'm not one of these libertarians who is like, well, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want to. I think this is a huge threat. And I think that this is something we all should have anticipated because look, the information, uh, there's been a revolution. Uh, nothing short of that in the last 10 years. I mean, this is like a, a totally new world that we live in where there were these traditional gatekeepers. So in, in my parents and your parents' generation, there was ABC, CBS, and NBC News. That was the TV. Then yeah. there were like the five big newspapers, and that was it. And everybody, they had their control over who was allowed in and who was not, and right. they had it on lock like this is the only information that regular people in America could get was controlled by these people. And then things expanded and expanded, but they still kind of had control over the cable news and stuff like that. But over the last decade, I mean, it's gotten to a point where now they they really lost control completely. And so the fact that there's a guy like you out there, there's someone like me out there, we have our own little base where we can, you know, we can go and do Rogan's show. We can do these, we can talk to millions of people and give our own perspective on these things that completely contradicts what the establishment wants you to hear. This is a whole new thing and a huge threat to them. So of course they were going to come after us. I mean, like what, why would they not? like just put yourself in their perspective if you were them you'd be like okay that's the hole we're gonna plug up that hole very quickly you know and so it's a it's awful to think that they're coming after us and plugging up these holes and taking all of these dissident voices out but i i'm still very skeptical that there's gonna be some government solution and in fact i kind of think that all of this is a little bit of a game to push people into begging for a government solution. I mean, I see all of these like dissident right-wingers asking the government to intervene and come in and regulate the internet and, I, and you're like, oh, okay. But where do you think that's going to end up leading? Like, do we really want to put Kamala Harris in charge of the internet? Because does that, do you think that'll be better for people like me and you if she is? So. I'm open. I'm open to whatever people suggest the change is. I don't think repealing Section 230 is going to be the silver bullet that people think it is. I I don't know if anyone has a great solution. My guess is that the real solution will come from some genius entrepreneur who's a lot smarter than me, who's going to figure out a way to decentralize the whole internet and, and have it so that they can't you know, ban people from these sites, but I think it's awful. I think I'm, I'm I'm very skeptical about the government having a silver bullet solution for it. Um, I'm a fucking dunce. What is Section two hundred and thirty? That's like so. I, I guess the idea is that when it, when the internet first started, I believe it goes back to the nineties. Um, but the 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 it, it allows internet providers to be treated as um platforms rather than publishers. So if you if you're a publisher like the New York Times mm-hmm. and you publish somebody who says something, you know, uh, that, that is, you know, is they commit defamation against someone like they, they libel someone, they can be sued for okay. that. However, if you're, you know, like in the old school example, if you're a telephone company, right, and some somebody calls someone else on your telephone lines and asks you to have them killed. You know like some some mob guy calls someone and goes I want you to kill you know Steve. Right. That you can't sue the telephone company for that cuz they're just a platform. They're not, you know, they're they didn't like approve that being said. But if the New York Times were to publish an article calling for you to kill somebody, they could be sued for that. So the internet companies were were treated that way and the social media companies have been treated that way that they're not publishers, they're just platforms. So if you know, they but the argument is that when they start kicking people off, for their political views, that now they're becoming publishers, Mm. because they're basically saying that you, you know, you are not approved, and you are approved. So if that's the case, then they're open to lawsuits for who they kick off and who they allow on and what they say. So I think the idea is that if you repeal that they'd be open to lawsuits, for why you kicked somebody off or why you, because essentially it would be like, if you're kicking someone off for hate speech, then you are slandering them saying that they are guilty of hate speech. So now you'd have to defend this in a court. But what are the odds that the person who's got, you know, a few thousand followers is going to be able to sue Twitter and actually win in a court of law like are, 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 am i going to put my army of lawyers against jack dorsey and see who comes out on top in this i just it it, it seems to me that, that i think people are searching for a silver bullet and they this isn't going to be that oh. so i think you know the the problem right which the problem with all that with everything that we face in america today is that we're way too centric where ev- everything is obsessed uh, is obsessing over the latest political race or the latest, you know, political thought and all of this stuff and, and the only answer to me is to roll back the the power of the state, the power that politics plays in all of our lives and and you know, I I think that's the bigger solution in all of this, but I, it, it's not as if there's an easy, you know, direction from point A to point B in in that case
0: um mm, interesting so my question then becomes um uh, am i liable for what i say under section 230 as someone who's podcasting
1: no you're not protected at all you're mm. a person so if if you slander somebody you're gonna have to answer for that if that person chooses to uh to sue you but it is i, I will say that i think we're actually we're not bad in this country at Um, in in terms of the laws of what you could actually be sued for, one of the things that we're decent about is that it's very hard to win a suit, uh, based on slander or libel. A defamation suit is not easy to win. There's a lot of steps that they'd have to prove. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for me personally, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, go in the complete free speech direction. Mm I, I, I'd. You know, I'd like to see that out of the social media companies, too. I would just like for people to be able to say whatever they want to say and let the chips fall where they may. That that would be the best case scenario to me.
0: Yeah. So you're saying Section 230 um, is not a solution to this problem, um, because if we say that they are platforms and could be sued, it's basically our attorneys versus their big time attorneys.
1: That's that's what it'll come down to. You know, it's the the problem is that you're still going to the government to beg them to right the wrong of what happened to you. And this is the problem. It's the problem that leftists have with with the government in general is that they're always they're they're looking to the government to be the ones who are going to do the right thing. But like how much empirical evidence do you need to finally come to the conclusion that they're probably not looking out for me? probably they are not going to be the ones who are going to like you know impose this impartial justice and make sure that the right thing happens by me and i truthfully you know right now what what is the government doing the government has uh basically declared that anybody who's a threat to the democratic establishment is a is a domestic terrorist that's the move they're going in so god help us if they take control of of the internet then then this whole thing this whole experiment is done yeah like they were saying um and i saw everyday average citizens
0: black citizens were like these people are terrorists And i'm like whoa wait we're throwing that word around <laughs> right um what was your take on
1: did you think trump was in inciting violence um uh honestly no no i i i think it's really dangerous that you would you know, to, to start using the term inciting violence to refer to what Donald Trump was saying. I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this, I, I'm no fan of Donald Trump. Uh, I think that he represented an interesting moment in America, like it's, it's it's almost like a Greek tragedy in a way, like America hated so much the Clintons and the Bushes and the only weapon they had that could beat them was this asshole and so that's what they went with and and you know he was just he was the guy who was famous enough and rich enough and brash enough and and that he could just get it done and so he was the best middle finger America had available um but I think Trump is like a total narcissist I also think he's a complete ignoramus and I I I, and, and I He just didn't do any of the good things that he had the opportunity to do and and also continued so many of the worst policies and huh what 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 interesting things did you want him to do or think he could have done Well, i mean you know there's a there's a whole bunch but at least at the the, you know he could have pardoned snowden he could have pardoned assange he could have you know he could have like actually done something that would have been like oh shit he did that and no one else did i mean not, not to take away there were a few good things that he did um, like I, I thought it was really cool that he let, um, uh, what's her name? Kanye West's wife or yeah, ex-wife, Kim K. Or that he would let Kim Kardashian come in and convince him to like, let some people out of prison yeah. who didn't belong there. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, And yeah. it was great. Cause it was like, imagine just like Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump sitting down in a room and doing more good than, than you've ever done for humanity, you know? Right. Like, What a bitter pill for the average person to have to swallow. That it's like, oh, yeah, you like to fucking laugh at these people. But you know what? They just did more for humanity than you've ever done. So that was cool. And he did some, like, I thought there were some tax cuts that were good and some deregulation that were good. But you know what? He could have, if he really was up to the role, like if he was up to the moment in history that the gods laid before him, he could have done some cool shit. He he really he could have pulled out of every one of these wars and he absolutely could have done it. And now the people make a million excuses for him. But you know what? He could have done it. He could have just had a national televised address and said, you know what? I'm the commander in chief. The American people voted for me. We're ending every one of these wars all of the troops are coming home from syria iraq afghanistan we're not supporting the saudis anymore that's it this is a mess from bush one to clinton to obama to like bush two all of them were out of this he just didn't have the courage or the wherewithal to do that and so he just kind of went you know he just kind of kept the system going but bitched about cnn on twitter and all of that anyway but to your to your but, question, but, but no, we got to stop. I know. Continue, continue. Go ahead. Continue. Well, well, to your question. The thing that's, that really bothers me about saying he incited violence is like, look, Donald Trump, he went out like a bitch. All right. He went out bitching and crying that he had lost and that it wasn't fair and that he was robbed. And I don't even care whether you think he was robbed. Uh, maybe he was, but you know what? They robbed it from him. That's it. That's how this game works. So you know what? You needed to figure it out before the, the election or you needed to win in the courts. That's the system. It sucks, you know, but that's, that, it is what it is. But him telling those people to go, you know, go protest by the Capitol building, I think was stupid. And I don't know what it was going to accomplish. However, it is absolutely his first amendment rights to say, I think this election was stolen from me and I want you to go protest about it. He has every right to say that. And to say that he was inciting violence, well, by that logic, what is, I, I mean, any of us could be guilty of inciting violence. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I think that the government is a group of criminals now, if someone goes and shoots up some some politician, am I guilty of inciting violence? I mean, I didn't tell you to go shoot up the politician and he didn't tell them to forcibly storm the Capitol building. So the idea that he's like, that's a really dangerous, slippery slope to say he's guilty of inciting violence because he just said what he thinks about the election. And now as far as the people actually storming the, the Capitol, I mean, I will say there. there's definitely part of me that was like, oh, that was pretty badass and, and kind of cool. And, and I kind of like the idea of politicians afraid, especially while they've made the rest of us afraid and locked in our house for the last year. But if you step back and think about it strategically, what did you accomplish? You know, it, like a, a, a few people died uh you know you all you did was hurt your cause you, if you think you're gonna take on the federal government by direct confrontation that is not the way to go mm-hmm. they they will wreck you 10 out of 10 times mm-hmm. i mean my god these people were never a real threat to them if if you were ever a real threat to the federal government they will wake you in a second. i mean they they will burn your children alive in front of you you're you're dealing with blood-soaked monsters who are savages you know so don't think you're going to like take them on in a direct confrontation and ever win it's not going to happen but what what did we actually get out of this well all we got out of this was a gift to the democrats yeah. and now they can say hey look this is what trump was and this is who, and this is why we have domestic terrorists and this is you know now we have to crack down on white supremacists or whatever which means everybody who's not a democrat basically mm. so mm. i think the whole thing was a disaster and and accomplished nothing and just people died and it's it wasn't good all right love that love that great
0: tirade right there um like we were talking about earlier the generation we grew up when I saw Trump run and become elected, I said, America, this is exactly what you are. Like, this is the programming I saw on TV. Like, this is the epitome of America was Donald Trump. We are the asshole of the world. So I didn't understand why people didn't understand it. I'm like, when I think of America, I think of a white man like Donald Trump, narcissistic asshole, right? So here's my pushback to some of the things you said, and, and let's let's walk down this road. When Obama was president, my expectations were don't get assassinated. (laughs) That was, that was like my expectations for him. Like that's literally all he had to do. He finished his eight years and I'm like, oh, you did a good job, bro. (laughs) Right now, Trump, same thing with him. My expectations for presidents is super fucking low. Like it's near zero. For Trump, it was like, okay, you beat Hillary, and you said fake news. Fucking best
1: president ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So I understand that. Yeah, that 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 actually makes sense to me. And I, you know, it's funny as you mentioned that I remember watching Obama's acceptance speech in uh in in two thousand eight, right? Or I guess, yeah, late in, in November two thousand eight when he gave that speech in Chicago, and for whatever reason that was my thought exactly i was like is someone going to assassinate him right now there's just that huge crowd and him up there speaking and i was like oh my god that th- this like might happen and, and it didn't um right and so i i get your point and and perhaps um that's the best we can hope for maybe yeah maybe I, I, right. I, you know i'm my mind is blown
0: completely when people have these expectations of the president, I'm like, you actually thought he was going to do something? Like, like what in, in what the fuck happened that made you, for example, like the Snowden and Assange shit? People are like, "Oh, is Trump, they came and asked me, is Trump going to pardon Snowden and Assange?" I'm like, "No. Like, what do you you want you want him to you want like that's the type of shit where they show you the alternate angle of the JFK incident." Right? Like right. that's above his pay grade. You know? When you talk about bring all the troops home, you really think
1: that could happen without him not seeing his family the next day? Well, it's not. Um, Here's the thing, right? There, there's a weird like dynamic with the way it all works, where it's not that he really has that power, but the game is that he really has that power. Yes. And so if you get into the position, you could just decide, no, I really have that power. And that's why I said a public address to the American people. I'm not saying that he could actually go through the channels of government and get all of the troops pulled out. I'm saying he could speak right to the American people and say, We're pulling all of the troops out. Yeah. And I have issued executive order X10003 that says, Pull all of the troops out. And now, American people, if they don't pull all of the troops out, they're admitting to you that this is all bullshit and that there really is and th- that he could put the pressure on them to go ah shit we either got to admit the game or we got to pull the troops out now of course trump was never going to do that and truthfully speaking you're probably right i mean we don't really know but behind the scenes there's probably all types of pressure that's put on these people to make sure they don't and it doesn't even need to be this wild conspiracy no. like if you know obama he did come in with this idea that there was going to be a drawdown in the foreign wars and uh general uh McChrystal, i believe am i saying that right McChrystal went right on tv and went over the head of Obama and said basically that Obama's never even met with me. And he's saying that we have to have this drawdown and blah, And then this put all of this public pressure on him. And then he had to go, okay, I'll give you more troops, but there's going to be a deadline on it. And so there's always a way to kind of get to these people. And look, I mean, you know, there, there's no question. They're all trying to avoid taking a, a, a you Dave, know, incredible ride for Dallas. Dave, would you take a bullet for America? Oh no, I got a daughter. You <laughs> Thank know. you. I got daughter. <laughs> I'm not taking a bullet for these motherfuckers. No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I was thought uh, my role was more about, you know, just kind of joking and pointing out the truth and there's But we need somebody who's willing to take a bullet for America. And I'm not gonna be that guy, and probably you're not either. But it's still I'm just saying for the way that Trump supporters worship Trump. Yeah to worship somebody who's actually that guy because right? that's kind of okay. what you okay
0: okay yeah if you're gonna put that much passion behind a guy and belief in but that was my problem like why did y'all put that much
1: passion in the first damn place right <laughs> like you know what though? it's just because people were desperate people yeah. are desperate and there's a there's a large portion of the country that donald trump spoke to yeah, who it was just enough that he didn't hate their guts, and the fact that he didn't hate their guts was enough for them to go, okay. So then you must be our guy. You know, people are always looking to worship. Yeah, it's one of the the things that that it's it's very just innate in human beings, and this is the problem with removing religion. Mm. You know, mm. people just start worshiping something else because mm. people are made to worship. And 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 I will say that a lot of the people who support Donald Trump are. You know, supposed to be Christians, but they ended up just worshiping Trump. Mm. And that's, and, and, and it's a sad thing. But I think the fact that, did you see it was uh, like one of the last days before election when he went to Pennsylvania and he went to central Pennsylvania and he drew like 50,000 people. It was this huge crowd. And when he started speaking, he was met with a chant of, We love you. Oh. And it went on for like minutes. Uh, like it was like a three four minute long channel we love you we love you and it's like this it was really incredible to see but it's like man he just by looking at them and saying hey i care about you and we're gonna win and i'll bring your jobs back they were like he's our guy yeah and anyways he was their their god which i know would offend them to say but that's that's kind of how they acted
0: yeah i love that that passion we had behind him i love that he was a rock star in politics and he was anti-politics and i get the whole worship thing um and i wish that they they weren't i love i think worship is the wrong word to use when i say i love it i love that they 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 love the president i'm upset that they had these high expectations for him right because I'm like there are money interests that have existed for hundreds of years in this country that predate your granddaddy's daddy (laughs) you know that you're just not going to destabilize you know I feel like the only thing that's going to destabilize that is uh like self-education right like yeah
1: like the, the the real red pill like giving yourself the red pill you know what I mean Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think there's look, there's a reason why the government took over education. It's not because they didn't realize that that's that's unimportant. You know, they don't fuck around with shit that's unimportant. Like they, they they made sure that they had a damn near monopoly on educating your children. Yeah, because they do not want you educating your children, or they don't want their, you know, your children figuring things out for themselves. Even though, if you look back through history, some of the most brilliant men of all time were not educated by government. Uh, that doesn't matter. The point is that you need to go to government schools, you need to pledge allegiance to the <laughs> state. Yeah. Literally every morning and that's because that's right they they don't want people to figure things out for themselves and and you're absolutely right that the answers are almost certainly never going to come from a top down you know that like we we finally picked this really perfect guy who's going to get in there and solve all of our problems for us but you know with trump he was enough of an outsider not that he was a complete outsider he was a fucking billionaire who hung out with the clintons and shit like that but he was enough of an outsider and the the establishment hated him enough that you were like maybe he'd at least give us like a few things you know like maybe he'd at least and i thought maybe on the way out since he was so bitter about the way they played him he'd do what he could to uh you know to yeah. try to fuck over the establishment but the truth is they they they've got all their bases covered and they they worked out a way whether something behind the scenes we don't know about yeah. or just the shit that we do know about that they were like well look the Senate's going to impeach you and you've ruined your life and uh you know don't pardon these people and don't fucking declassify anything we don't want you to yeah yeah
0: I don't know man I just feel like I just feel like the expectations were too high you know my motto was Donald Trump wasn't supposed to save you he was just supposed to make it easier for you to save yourself Hmm. You know, by exposing some of the things he did, you know, he's supposed to like wake you up to things, and you know, like, and like think about how much Donald Trump changed my life. Without Donald Trump,
1: I'd be a broke bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so how did he, how did he change your life?
0: My great awakening didn't happen until 2016. Right, because without Donald Trump, does anybody pay attention to politics? Without Donald Trump, do podcasts explode like they did? Like, look at the media, right? The media doubled their viewership literally overnight, right? Well, the media also includes every single YouTuber.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely true. They gave us an endless stream of content and and he definitely and this is something i'll always be grateful to donald trump for is that he did a lot to expose how the whole system operates yeah and call them out and to have the president of the united states calling them out was something so different than anything in my lifetime and i think probably at least in the modern history of this country to have the president just sitting there going nope you're full of shit, you're fake news, you're fake and you're fake and standing up there and having this ability to battle with them. And then a, a, a lot of us kind of realizing that you are like, you know what? Donald Trump, yeah, he's a little bit full of shit, but he's right all of this guy, CNN is full of shit and the New York Times is full of shit like all these guys are and yeah. so there is something really valuable about that and and there it, there was something really valuable about the fact that he was just one of the things that was really interesting about Donald Trump as a person was that he was like he was unable to ever keep a thought to himself and we've never really had a president like that like Donald mm. Trump speaks like everything he thinks just falls out of him. Right. He couldn't, like if you if it, he couldn't if he wanted to keep something to himself, you know, it would just come <laughs> out. You know, like it was just this stream of conscious like thing where he would just let you know. I remember he went um, there was one point where he went to speak to the troops in Iraq and he's talking It's the commander in chief talking to the troops in Iraq. And he was like, you know, we're in Iraq. We've been here forever. There's no reason for us to be here. And frankly, it's ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> this weird moment where you're like, what? <laughs> But you're the commander in chief, and you're just telling the troops, "You're like, I don't even know why we're here." This is like, what the fuck is going on right now? We're like, every other politician you could think of would go in there and be like, "I'm glad that you're following the mission, and you have to follow the mission through." And this, and Trump's just like riffing with them, like, like it's almost the guy you're having a beer with afterward, where he's like, "I don't know what we're doing here." (laughs) it seems stupid and that and there was real value in having that calling the media out on their bullshit. uh so that we'll we'll see where that all goes in the future and but Dave, i believe
0: that that. that that was all i wanted
1: yeah that's all i
0: wanted from from my president it was finally somebody to just say fake news and why the fuck are we here like like anything
1: beyond that would have been like oh wow you did that it would have been extra credit homework you know there might, there might be a different type of value from having biden as the president because biden i mean i know he's only been in there for like three days but he looks i've never seen anyone weaker oh my weaker god in every way as the figurehead you know like uh, obama was you know i mean the office really aged obama yeah like Obama in 2008 was a different human being well i was taught that in
0: high school by a very good social studies teacher in high school it's about 90s he said take every president and look at their before and after pictures he said i don't know what goes on in that white house but after your term you go completely gray
1: yeah and maybe it's because obama came in so young looking Mm -hmm. that it's more like, noticeable yeah. yeah more noticeable with him it's a more dramatic change but obama came in as this like young fresh charismatic guy and he left with just this like morgan friedman in a sad movie like at the end of it where he's like i you know just got out of prison and so but he was a great he was a great figurehead right. for them you know because he was a guy who was just so charismatic and compelling and you know it's like um biden has none of that so mm-hmm. biden on day three is like i saw this thing the other day where he's just signing an executive order and then stood up and the way he stood up like his knees just looked weak it looked like he made, like someone needed to help him up and you're like wow this is going to be interesting to see how this goes how are you guys how are you going to sell the american people coming right up uh, right off of trump calling this whole thing bullshit? now you're going to have this guy as the like no 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 we got it under control uh, this is this is going to be interesting say that <laughs> yo he the, the he was snapping at the media
0: day one i forget what he said but he was like he basically was like man shut up come on man
1: yeah, he's like, dude, I just signed a, an executive order. That's my cardio for the day. Don't start asking me questions about what I'm going to do next. He's like, dude, I got, like, it took everything in me to sit down at this table and sign a piece of paper. Now you're throwing shit at me. Like, come on. Stop. I almost, honestly, I almost feel bad for him. Like, no. his come on, man, is almost him being like, come on. What do you want from me you know what i'm capable of
0: yeah I, I was saying i felt bad for him from the whole beginning of him running i'm like y'all really gonna make this old man run just because y'all hate trump that much I'm like y'all know he's not up to
1: this task right clearly And 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 he uh and and he didn't have like one friend or family member around him who would just be like, no, we're not letting you do this. This this is gonna be bad for you. This will take years off your life. Right. Why why do you want to do this? Just go retire. Do you think he's gonna make it? No. What's your what's your over under number? I mean, I don't think it'll be as drastically under as people think, but I I don't think he serves out his full term one year two years three years two. six I'll months go i'll go two would be like where the betting line should start okay but i don't think, i don't think he makes four i don't i don't see how he possibly does Uh. uh.
0: let me read some super chats i'm going to talk about religion we're going to talk about kamala a little bit talk about some gender shit um where's my place here okay here we go uh the sam niffin show said uh joe biden always office is like when creed was a manager for five minutes in office <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind i'm 21 and confused that's why i relate to all your nostalgia then i remember i grew up poor am <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't laughed at that uh just amend 230 to require 1a recognition uh tune in and drop out thank you said competition help Antitrust laws uh, could be used to bust up some of these tech companies. Uh, for starters, bust up Google and YouTube. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I explain that why I'm Uh Chris Blegg, uh, Transport LLC. They were storming that building before he finished his speech. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that true. Uh, Libertarian, um, becoming a West Virginia delegate so I can vote Dave uh, for the LP nominee, Smith and Bear 2024. I'm going to talk about the Libertarian Party too. Space uh, Space Monkey. I have no question, been a, uh, a while since I supported, but wanted to make sure I caught you today since you're live. Godspeed. You don't give a fuck about me. You came here to see Dave Smith, <laughs> <laughs> Omar Talat, uh, Biden don't have the confidence of someone who won and is holding that office legitimately. Chad, the y'all saw Biden say, I don't know what I'm signing and salute to the Marines on camera. <laughs> yeah, I saw that um dgmc save us tulsi what do you think for 2024 yeah tulsi's a fucking she's a cfr agent she's a fucking android and she's androgynous
1: uh what do you what's your take on tulsi well i think i mean i like the role that tulsi served i like there being one democratic candidate who put war as their major issue and Mm was more or less against it Mm. Tulsi's major problem is that she's not anti-war enough Mm. and it doesn't seem like she really knows anything about any other issue Mm. and that's my my thing so i'll give i want to give tulsi credit um she tulsi gabbard served in iraq in a medical unit she really saw the cost of war you Mm. know like she Really saw people like what this did and what Tulsi Gabbard actually knows that most Americans don't know she knows the difference between the shirts and the skins in the Middle East so she knows what a, Sh- uh, a Sunni is and what a Shiite is and most Americans don't And most americans you just go iran is funding terrorism and they mean oh okay you mean like al-qaeda and isis it's like no actually iran are shiites and uh uh, al-qaeda and uh you know isis are sunnis and they hate each other and they've fought brutal wars against each other she knows the difference between all that shit, Mm -hmm. and she she doesn't so much object to the war on terror she objects to the war for terror and and that's good enough to be better than the rest, like she's like, let's not let's not fight wars on behalf of ISIS and Al Qaeda, mm-hmm. which is what we're in Yemen, what we did in Libya, what we've done in Syria, and so she's good for that. But I just wish she would be a little bit better, um, and I don't know if we're ever going to get that from her. Um, I uh, just real quickly to the other super chat who said, you know, uh, just um, you know, enforcing the First Amendment would be good enough like i get the point i get the point that you'd want the government to enforce the first amendment on social media uh platforms but just ask yourself how well does the government enforce the first amendment no, at all i ever. mean <laughs> Assange has been driven crazy in you know being held captive because what he reported on government you know uh um like incriminating evidence against the government that other people gave him so do you really trust the government to enforce that you have freedom of speech even when it exposes the government? And if it, it's not the stuff that exposes the government, then what good is it anyway? So I just, I, I don't really, again, I don't trust the government to to be the protectors of free speech.
0: Mm, mm, indeed, indeed. Um, You ever watch Dragon Ball Z? No, I did not. My okay. little brother did, but I did not. Yeah, I got into that shit, I love that shit. Um. It, she tells you to me is android 18 that's the basically uh it's an android i, I really believe she was created in the lab um <laughs> let's talk about religion okay um you mentioned something earlier about you know people being christian and all that are you a religious
1: god-fearing man i am a. I am a god-fearing man for sure mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd consider myself religious or not i mean i'm a i'm jewish and I, I grew up not religious at all. Okay. And then I considered myself an atheist for uh, many years. And then that kind of, well, I think, maybe it was a little bit before my wife got pregnant that I started having, like I was kind of a militant atheist mm. for a while. I was like, you know, I really liked the the new atheists when I was like young in my early 20s. I liked Bill Maher and I liked uh, um, Sam Harris and I liked Christopher Hitchens and all those guys. And that really, like when I was in my early 20s, that really resonated with me. I, I was like, I thought this was like a slam dunk strong argument. Like, yeah, you can't prove any of this stuff. It's just based on faith. So why would you, you know, and what started to slowly chip away at that for me was that I just, I started to notice that um, a largely disproportionate amount of the best people I had ever met were Christians. Mm. And it wasn't like a, a thing right away, but I was like, man, that is, I am noticing that these, like a lot of these really good people who I've met, who I really admire, are all Christians. And um, and that was just kind of in the back of my mind. And then, uh, it, it was a pretty. When my wife had had my daughter, the the day she delivered, there was um, I that that really was the day that I found God, and mm. I, uh, um, it, wow. you know, it, it. Look, I'll tell you. So here's what happened, right? More or less, this is the story. So I was, uh, my my wife was, you know, as, as, as you know, you you have kids, and I, w- I was really, you know, it's like a thing. When you're going to have your first kid, you're like, man, I'm going to be a father. This is in your mind. Your wife's pregnant. You're excited for this for so long, and then it finally happens, and it's the day, and she's going to deliver, and I'm, I'm thinking about all of these kind of bigger things. And uh, there, at one point, they um, they were giving my wife an epidural and they asked me to leave the room. That was this, the, the anesthesiologist was like, hey, you, we want you to leave because when we give the epidural, it's like if, if she moves one little square inch, and yeah. you paralyze her, it's like a whole thing and we'd just rather the husband not be here for this. Right. So it's like, okay, and I leave the room. And I've never felt so helpless in my life. Like you're just, you leave and you're just trusting some guy who you never met, to do this the right way. And it just I, I, I was in this like lobby in the maternity ward of Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City. And I'm, I'm sitting there just all of a sudden I'm like, man, this could go bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like so excited for this moment of like, I'm going to have a baby and I, I love my wife and we're going to be at, we're going to go and start this family. And it just started dawning on me that I could lose everything. Mm. Like right now, that this could all, and and almost immediately, like in, in this hospital lobby, I mean, I was just standing there, but inside, I had dropped to my knees with my hands clasped together, and I was talking to God. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I, I wasn't physically, but mentally, that's yeah. where I was. And I went, and I went, dear God, please make sure my wife and baby are okay. And if you do this, I will do X, Y, and Z, and I will be a better person, and I will do all of this. And and it was just kind of a thing. Like, you know, I just like literally begged God and promised to do all of these things. And then whatever, you know, a few minutes later, it was fine, and I went back in the room. And then my wife had a complicated pregnancy, so there were like four or five more times that day that I talked to God. (laughs) And then it was almost like after that was over, a few days later, I was like looking back at that, and I was like, man, What the fuck was that? That was kind of interesting that as as somebody who wasn't particularly religious, that I right away when, when things got dicey, not only did I immediately talk to God, but I immediately knew what God wanted from me and what I would tell him I would do for him, and all of them were just good things, like be a better person, be a good father, be better to my friends, stop doing this thing I shouldn't be doing, stop doing that thing, and it just—I just I just couldn't shake that Mm -hmm. afterward. I couldn't shake that it was like there was something in me, so deep in me, that when the shit really hit the fan, I spoke directly to God, and ever since then, I've just been a believer. And I don't know exactly what that means. I don't belong to a church or a synagogue or any, but, but I really believe that there, like, that I need to do certain things that I need to be good to my wife and my daughter and that there is a creator. There's someone up there who is, you know, like in charge of this whole thing and that we can, you know, kind of serve. So that, I don't know, you know, I don't really have any more than that, but that was kind of my story briefly. And that's, that's where I'm at now.
0: My, my saying is, you don't believe in God, you experience it. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, so let's stay in that same religious vein, right? Um, we know that in the communist doctrine, it's the, uh, destruction of religion, right? Um, not sure how familiar you are with that, but we see that Christianity
1: is highly being attacked in America today. Are you seeing that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no question. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you couldn't see that. Um, And, and so I, I and of course, but that's, you know, the whole thing is like, if you do believe in God, and as that's, that's even like a miss, that's not a great way to say it. If you know, there's a God, mm-hmm. like, like if you if you know there's a God, that is a threat to total state power, of mm. course because by your very nature you don't serve the state like the state that's just people right That's just men who have risen to uh, positions of power and so that's got you know you there's something much higher than that that you serve. And so of course if you wanted communism, which is what other than total state power, you would have to say no one can serve something greater than the state. Mm. And so, and today, as you've seen, the government power expanding and expanding and expanding. And of course, I mean, look at the government budget or look at any measure of how big the government is for in our entire lifetime, right? I, I, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. There, it, It's not such a surprise that they would attack Christianity, which happens to be the strongest religious foundation in America. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think those things are very related. Mm, mm. Are you familiar with the, uh,
0: well, I think you kind of touched on the conspiracy of it all, right? To have people worship the state, I guess, is pretty much what what's come down to.
1: Yeah, and because they're always gonna worship something else. I mean, mm. this is like one of the, and, and I did start noticing this even before that, Story that I was telling you even before my wife uh, uh gave birth to my daughter, like I, I was noticing this for a while that the problem with atheism is that you know there's the human desire to worship isn't going anywhere. So you can remove God and fine, you know, and you can have this idea that what will replace God will be, you know, philosophy or some pure, but look at it in in practice. I mean, who are the biggest atheists? in our society you know i mean social justice warriors for example they're all atheists none of them are religious but they're religious they're just not religious in the way that you'd want them to be but their whole thing is a religion and you could say communists are atheists but they're religious their whole religion is their ideology. I mean it's it's they they all worship something. It's just what fills that void. So there's no after a while you realize even if you're not okay so even if you don't believe in God, just from a purely pragmatic standpoint, you can recognize that what what you're either going to worship God or you're going to worship something else. You know like well, you rather people be worshiping because the, the truth is that if you look at um like social justice you know uh, that's a religion of itself with all of the components of religion i mean they it's not like if you if you uh say the wrong thing it's not like they're going to explain to you logically why that was the wrong thing they're just going to say blasphemy Mm-hmm. and you're exiled and you're it has all of the you know the the typical components of a religion it's just even worse than any problem you might have with religion so and that's the same thing with communism it's the same thing with nazism they they were all religious they just really they just worshipped the head of state as if they were the god they had to have a, a picture of stalin in everyone's home you know like that's, che, that's not, che Guevara, if, yeah, yeah yeah i mean if that's religion then i don't know what is yeah yeah are you familiar
0: with the history of the uh communists and all of that the russian revolution and all that sure yeah yeah sure um how important do you think that is for people to be familiar with as a
1: united states citizen Well, not just as a United States citizen, but as like any person, I mean, look, the the communists, if you, if you, you know, incorporate Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, Castro, all of them, they've killed more human beings and starved more human beings than anyone else in the history of the world. So I I think it's it's a good idea to look at the most evil system that's ever existed. And like, yeah, that this was what when people thought that they could completely remove religion and institute, you know, uh, uh, scientific um, intellectualism that would run society and and completely not just remove religion but remove private property rights individual liberties things like that um and and this is what we got we got over a hundred million dead human beings for it so I I but I'd but say but,
0: but Dave real real communism and socialism has never been tried before how can you say that that wasn't real.
1: by the way that isn't that that isn't completely untrue You know, it's like, yes, that is, that is true that the, the, the idea of a Marxist stateless classless society, you know, has never actually been tried. They, they, they do have a point there. Like it's true. That's never been tried. But the point is that every time the formula is attempted you end up in the same place so yes if you're going to have a dictator of the proletariat and then eventually this dictator is going to give up power and and give into an anarchist classless society it's like yeah every time the dictator just ends up killing a whole bunch of people it's like all, all right fair but so maybe you're going about this all wrong and maybe this isn't a good way to to try this experiment yeah yeah you know what
0: dave i'm um i have a cynical side of me and i've reached the conclusion that i'd like to be the communist dictator of the right-wing movement right it's like it's like communism and socialism has never been tried
1: before but i want to try this shit. <laughs> but that uh jordan peterson i think made this uh this point but that's like the ultimate that's the trap right uh, yeah but maybe if i was just the guy right. i could do it. Right way. But the problem is twofold. Number one, given that much power, you wouldn't do it the right way. You <laughs> would get sucked in by that ring. And number two, even if you were going to do it the right way, someone behind you would shoot you in the head, <laughs> take over, and do it the wrong way. And do it the so, wrong way. Right? Yeah, you know, that power is just never going to uh, actually achieve what you wanted to. Yeah. I have a feeling that I could mitigate the risk of a, uh, of
0: a, uh, um, of having the wrong type of leader in it and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be communism i just like using communism because it triggers people um it's definitely a dictatorship that leads to anarchic cap uh, ano, uh was an cap society but i just feel like the right-wing movement needs a leader that's going to be like all right everybody shut the fuck up here's the plan right and we're going to talk about like the libertarian parties this is a great segue into that right because all right, so we're gonna do, I had the conversation planned in another order, but let's just go in order. We have the conversation going now, right? So the Libertarian Party, could this be the new bastion of hope for the
1: right-wing people to like drift to, or what? what is going on here? I think so. And I think that, well, the first thing to understand is that Libertarianism is the only hope. Oh. Like, and just to me, and I think you know this, But the the truth is that the only hope for America, Uh forget like right wing or left wing or white or black or anyone, the only hope right now is some type of libertarianism. And I'm talking about the philosophy, not the party or anyone who identifies as libertarian. What's the philosophy? Well, the philosophy of libertarianism is the philosophy of peace. It's the philosophy of non-aggression, private property rights, individual liberty, right? And that's the, the, the idea that you own yourself, you own your life, you own your property, and that the voluntary transactions are, are completely permissible, and initiation of violence is immoral. That's the basics of libertarian philosophy. But what's going on in America right now is basically that the government has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and this has led to the culture war. Like everyone knows we're in a culture war right now. Everyone knows that this system is unsustainable. Everyone knows that we're like in a death spiral, basically. But I think most people don't really recognize why that is. And, And the truth is that there are many different cultures in America. Broadly speaking, there are two, mm. left and right. But really, there's lots of different cultures. But the right. the way people live in Portland is not the same way people live in Alabama, right. and the mindset that people have in Brooklyn is not the same mindset that people have in Jacksonville, Florida, or you know wherever you want, yeah. right? But now we have this federal government that spends five trillion dollars a year that regulates everything and we all have to fight over who wins Mm. because either trump's going to win or biden's going to win and the other half of the culture is now under that guy's thumb so that's why we care because we're gonna one person's gonna win and then we're all slaves to that person and so the The answer to end this death spiral is either like a civil war and whoever wins wins or we could say let's roll back this power let's decentralize a little bit let's say hey you can live however you want to in alabama and you can live however you want to in portland and you can so it's either civil war or libertarianism Mm. those are our choices right now Mm. and what i think is that mo that that most sane people will realize you don't want a civil war because yeah. a civil war involves you holding your buddy's head in your lap while he bleeds to death and screams for his mom. and like that's not good. yeah. so why why do that if there's another option? Now mm-hmm. there happens to, to be a third party called the Libertarian Party mm-hmm. that a, a lot of us have been trying to like enter and take over like i'm i'm in the process of taking over the libertarian party along with the mises caucus and a lot of other good people who are involved in the party um and my so my pitch to you is that i think you should lead your Hotep movement into the libertarian party Uh form a partnership with me and the mises caucus take this bitch over which we can do by the way if it we will do this by the end of the year. Okay. Particularly if you're if you're coming in with us, we'll do this immediately. Then we own the third party in America, uh-huh. and yeah, then we can really say, "Hey, here is the way to go. Here is the way to defuse this whole culture war, uh-huh. defuse this whole situation, have peace and prosperity, and uh, everybody can get more of what they want uh-huh. than we will in the current system." We go. We go extrapolate all of that.
0: We're going to strap all that. Let me handle the super chats. Um, Kent DeRoe, Trump might be the first president to create non-government jobs. <laughs> Adrian Shidlowski, uh $15 minimum wage will destroy small business just when they need it most. Just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Edmund Dodo, uh, Edmund Dodo uh, said, uh, the most important thing Trump did was he exposed the role of the president and the media really is, and that uh, it is to be a salesman for the establishment. Word. <laughs> Christopher Baker, Dave Smith should interview Rolo Tomasi. Yeah, how are you? I'm gonna be a Rolo this week in Miami, and that's gonna be great. DG McBride said, uh, we're living Russian history. qa was a rehash of the 1920s Soviet Psyop. Worked then and worked now. Uh David Woke um, when a man stops believing in God, said GK uh Chester Chesterton. Uh he doesn't then believe in nothing. He believes in anything. Ooh, powerful. Um All right, let's talk about Hotep's and Dave Smith taking over the Libertarian Party. All right, I'm going to start with my pushback. Okay. First of all, that's some cracker shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like being involved with no cracker shit. It's like, nah. You know what it is for me, man? It's like, I don't understand it, right? As, As somebody who has started to shift over to this anarchist mindset i'm like are we really trying to involve ourselves in politics isn't
1: that like validating the state well look i'll say this right okay the point of the whole project isn't to assume political power and then start implementing policy x y or z the point of it is to have the third biggest party in america Mm -hmm. to use that to spread this message to as many Americans as possible so it's not a matter of even using the political like power the point is just to use the political process to let people know you don't need the political process which i will <laughs> grant you is somewhat of a contradiction but the truth is that whether we like it or not when people want to think about how we should organize our society what are they looking to they're going well we have trump and we have Biden, and these are our options. So our job is to be there as the third option to say, none of this is how you organize society. The way you organize society is on a voluntary basis. And so so just to be clear, I'm not pitching you on me and you taking over the government and using that to enforce our will on people. That would never work anyway. Right. The point is, use it as a message we can use the bully pulpit we can use the platform to let people know that this is what really matters in this country Mm. look the the declaration of independence or the emancipation proclamation or any other you know like great document ever written it never really was about the power that it actually you know like it, it was just words on a paper yeah, but just like any great book is just words on a paper. Right. It's just to be there to let people know. Here's a whole new way of thinking about everything. Mm. That's what we're in this for to red pill people. Uh, not to fucking, you know, rule. Uh, uh. Now I'm a marketer by trade
0: and a social engineer by hobby. I think this is something we could pull off, right? um I think my motivation aligns with your motivation now now that I know what your motivation is I think my other motivation is I just like fucking some shit up you know it's like
1: crackers is doing some shit let's go fuck it up <laughs> you know, like, 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 that's let, me like let me just say this dude I I'm telling you this is not a I think we could pull this off it like I'm pulling this off right now if you guys are why down you think to we can do this Okay. So let me break this down. All right. There's basically been in, in, uh, uh an insurgency in the libertarian party mm-hmm. known as the caucus, which is trying to bring in like the Ron Paul revolution, all those types to the libertarian party. And I've come in and assumed like a leadership role with them okay. right now. We're about 40% of the party. Mm. If you guys come in, it's not, I think we can do this. It's done it's mm-hmm. completely done. And what I'm what I want to do here is I'm not asking you to come support me. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to have a partnership, mm-hmm. an equal partnership with us, come into this thing, and let's do this together. And if you're down to do this, it's ours. And we now have the third biggest political party. Well, forget all the woke shit that some dumb left libertarian has said, forget all of the like corporate shit that some libertarian party leader has said, we will own this party and we can move it in a completely different direction. And look, uh. I know, cause I've, I've watched a decent amount of your stuff. I know that what you care about the most is helping black people in america yeah. that you want to help your community yeah. and you know because again i've watched enough of your shit that i know that you know what i know which yeah. is that what black people in america need is their freedom yeah it's the same thing they've always needed yeah it's really no different it's just a different grade of the same color it's that black people don't need handouts from white people. Yeah. They don't need fucking token gestures. Yeah. Like, we'll get rid of this syrup bottle for you. <laughs> what black people need is their goddamn freedom. And the thing about black people is they still don't have it. Uh. They still don't have freedom in this fucking country. And mm. they've gotten a Bit more maybe than they used to have, but they still really don't have their freedom if they're fucking getting if if the fucking second that they start a successful business, they're getting taxed at 50%, or the second that they fucking, you know, want to fucking whatever start some business that isn't legal, they get fucking, you know, thrown in jail for 20 fucking years by some fucking asshole cop. You know, the truth is that I think that we can really work together, and if we do, then we're in a position to really not only fuck some shit up for these corporate white people who will be furious and you (laughs) will love it, but actually spread a message that is unifying, but not in a dumb Joe Biden, I wanna unify the country type way. Mm. Unifying in the sense that it's like, hey, we can work together voluntarily or live separately voluntarily and not be at war with each other, but all be like, listen, we can all prosper individually or together when we choose to. I think there's a, there, I think this is a powerful moment in time mm. and we have an opportunity if you want to, to take over the third biggest political party in America while the two major parties are collapsing. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um people you're witnessing the negotiation happen
0: right now we're going to walk through this right now live you mentioned earlier you said you didn't use the word equity that's just how my brain translated it used like i'd be like a, i think you said equal partner in this or something like that what does that look like what, what do you mean by
1: that i don't i don't know i don't understand well, so what I'm saying is that if we all go into the Libertarian Party together, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already in it, but if you come in as well, then we will, we will like register. Swear? Yes, you have to. Well, what you have to do, here's here's what would have to happen, right? Okay. You'd have to register as a as a member, a dues paying member. I think it's like 25 bucks a year or something like that. It's not like a, a huge thing. Okay. So you have to admit, register. And then you have to encourage your people as I'm doing with my people to join and try their best to de- become delegates. So they have to go to like the local meetings and meet up and do what they have to do to become delegates. And I can get more information about like exactly right. what the logistics of that are, but what we'll do is we'll take over the party together mm-hmm. and then we can decide how we wanna present this message, what is in it for us, what we want this, you know, like this kind of third party message to be. But Mm. when I say an equal partnership, all I mean is that this is something that we can promote, something that we all benefit from. Mm. So I don't mean equality or equity in the sense that we both end up with the same amount of dollars in our bank account or we both end up. I just mean that we can make this something that is mutually beneficial, Uh. that's not equal. of us working for the other one but as us all working together to try to achieve what i think look in politically i think me and you have the exact same goals which is liberty right which is basically uh, uh liberty for the american people okay let me explain succinctly
0: my personality and my being so at the core of me is like this fucking sweetheart kid right who like I literally can't push myself to do something wrong. Like my conscience will fucking eat me alive to the point where I will not be able to sleep. So I I literally can't do wrong, right? Now. Why do I say that? Because my intellectual mind is a fucking cynic, right? To where I admire shit like Stalin and Mao, like oh that's really fucking cool. <laughs> like wow you really pulled this off trotsky you really damn you're a brave fucking man like you really pulled this shit off you know when i think of how the capitalists have seized the power of our government right my heart goes man that's some fucked up shit my mind goes wow that's really fucking cool right so when we talk about this negotiation my heart's going yeah my mind goes how much are we fucking getting paid and how can I get paid off this shit?
1: Well, here's okay. So because I'm you, a shrewd fucking capitalist. Sure, <laughs> right? absolutely. So well, I mean, listen. Like, like when you, you think, like for example, real fast
0: before you finish. When I when you tell me get people to sign up,
1: I'm like, what's my commission rate? <laughs> but you got to think about the bigger picture from all of this. Uh-huh. So it's not about getting people to sign up and join and what your commission is i mean i think they have like some fucking deal where if you start a link you get like a few you know points off whatever you bring in but i don't even know about that but i'm talking about in the bigger picture yeah what your influence is going to be when you're one you know like you're coming in and taking over a political party and how much listen this is just going to elevate me and your voices and platforms and all of this shit. but the truth is that what me and you are really about. And I know you're a shrewd capitalist. I am too. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't do everything I do if I wasn't trying to make money and support my family and all this shit. But really what drives me and you is wanting to fucking address these real problems that are really destroying all of the people around us. And I just think that if we were, I mean, you can't tell me that let's just say you had like me and you had the uh-huh. libertarian party and it's obviously not just me and you but a right, whole right. bunch of minded people yeah. and we have this party yeah. and we can just let people know that the whole system that's fucking you over is this political class the elite class we have this platform now to rail against all of them yeah listen There's going to be lots of profit for everybody to enjoy. Uh And it's just going to be a fun fucking ride. And you won't have to violate your conscience at all because it's a fucking libertarian platform where you're basically just telling people uh, that they deserve their freedom. Yeah. 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 You know,
0: when, when you say things like elevating my voice, and changing the country for the, for the better. Again, it comes that, to, to that dichotomy of like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Like, I don't give a fuck about elevating my voice because I feel like that's inevitable, right? Like, I'm fucking Hotep Jesus. My shit's going to work anyway because I see it working and I see the trajectory and I just believe in myself. And, you know, I believe in the laws of attraction, right? And then you say things like helping this country. And I'm like, man, fuck this country. <laughs> right? like, like that other side. And here's the other thing. I'm a Libra. So I'm objective. So I see both sides of everything, which makes me an indecisive person for myself and a very decisive per- person for other people. So for other people, I can make decisions like, here, do this, because I see both sides and I calculate, da, 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 do this. For myself, I'm like, I'll be here all day trying to make up my mind, right? Now, so that's where I'm at right now. My mind is like, sure. do I give well, let, a fuck?
1: Well, let me say this. Okay, I'm not. I'm not pitching you like, On this show, I want you to give me your answer. No, I know. I'm
0: pretending you. I'm pretending you are, though, for people's entertainment and to
1: understand the situation better. What what I want is for you to think about this. That's ultimately what I want. And I'd say this: I I agree with you. I I have a similar attitude about like your. Listen, you know your voice is going to take over, and you're going to have this uh this influence. Yeah. But I'm. It's like that old uh. Is the old joke where like um like you know whatever god uh fuck what's the thing it's like the guy's like drowning and then someone comes along with a life raft and he's like here grab a hold of this and he's like no 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 I'm a religious man I'll wait for god to save me and then <laughs> something like this I'll he's like no 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 I'll wait for you. and then he goes up to heaven and god's like I mean I gave you the life raft I gave you that so not that you're drowning or anything like that but I'm just saying like you can believe in all that law of attraction shit and know that you're going to you know influence everybody I'm just saying that maybe this is the path that's presenting itself. That's the best way for me and you yeah. to go and yeah. influence everybody. I that- Maybe- fact is that there is this opening this party which by the way I'm telling you we already control 40 percent of and it's actually even more than that because mm. more of the party are like really good libertarians who just believe in basically the philosophy that you believe in and yeah. not not it's the entire philosophy yeah because you have other beliefs that are in addition to this right but in terms of what you want out of politics is basically just freedom. That you, you, like you've said before, you love the philosophy of libertarianism, yeah. just not the party, And that's what I'm talking about. People like me, like that's how I feel too. I don't really give a shit about any political party. I just love the philosophy yeah. of libertarianism. That's, that's, your, a, and that's what we're trying to push. What's your sign? I am, uh, I'm on the cusp of Aries and Taurus. Holy shit. Ooh. I don't know what it means, but yeah. my wife's talking about it a lot. Yeah. Were you April something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. April
1: twenty.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad's an Aries. Um, okay. Um, and Taurus is interesting. Um so that's where you
1: end in the interview, you go, Oh, you're a fucking Aries. All right, get the fuck.
0: <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah, it's it's all good. Now nah, Aries is is, is is a very cool sign Um No, so you you spoke to, remember I told you I look at things objectively, and when you said that whole life raft analogy, like, that's my mind had already calculated that, like, dude, like, this could be like, a good opportunity, or this could be along that path of your life, right? And again this speaks to my ego it's like oh i get to be a part of some historical shit like it speaks to my ego but my heart's like do we want to speak to our ego right so i'm having this argument in my head i'm just having lots of pushback with you because i want to understand the situation because i don't understand it you know what i mean and i just want to really understand it um it sounds like a great fucking opportunity i love the fact that mises is involved um the other part is um it's a team right so um hotep nations is a team we have a president do dupes and it's something that the team has to has to get behind you know um it's not like i'm the dictator of hotep Nation as, as much as i'd love to be right but no i'm not and it's just something that we'd have to strategize. i'm sure there wouldn't be much pushback right and 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 you know you would have my support of fucking course um let's 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 go down and and also i've already seen the dollar and cents in this because i'm a shrewd capitalist i can see the dollar and cents in every fucking opportunity right <laughs> so you know um there are things i'll put in into negotiations and, and connecting with people that i'll need to make happen but i'll make that happen on my own i don't need you to make that happen um but yeah, I see tremendous opportunity for me to make dollars out of this. I was just wondering if you knew of any opportunities that I hadn't foreseen for me to make money out of this, being the shrewd fucking capitalist that I am. You know,
1: so you're going to be the president? Oh, I that's that's completely undecided at this point. Okay, I mean, we could talk like off, you know, podcast about all that shit. But yeah, yeah. The- to take over this party and exactly who's gonna be you know like running okay. you know what is is still undecided. So, so it's basically what you're
0: saying is we're gonna come in and fucking get a whole bunch of delegates and then remove that
1: corporate class that's currently running exactly. it exactly and mm. remove all basically the libertarian party right now is like a lot of really good people who believe in the the correct philosophy and then there's like a lot of people up at the top who are kind of like the corporate class as you would call them there's some kids down at the bottom that that is there really honestly not much it's really not much and that's why i'm saying it's it's like ripe for the taking Mm. that we could and kind of make this in our own image mm-hmm. and like really promote it which by the way not even being untrue to what the libertarian principles are right. just take it and making it what it's supposed to be essentially um and then there's like you know but like the the thing where you see like with like there's like some woke kids running around the libertarian party none of them really have any polar influence the corporate class at the top they're, they're all smoke and mirrors. No one really supports them. So that's kind of my point that this can be taken over very easily. And then there is this Mises Caucus, which is run by like really solid dudes who I can vouch for are like true, hardcore libertarians good people Maj toray uh who i know you know is like he's really on board with this shit. eric july he's my guy and he's like he knows who like these good people in the party are he's not a party guy himself maj is eric isn't but i like those like in the image of those guys and like guys like me and and guys like you, hopefully, if you're down to do this, I think we could make something really epic happen in mm. this libertarian party if we decide to. How much time we got? Is it just, to do it? Yeah. I mean, is it, is it, it like use- how,
0: is it like it within this next four years before the next election type thing, or is it that, like a that's primary what I think. or? That's what I
1: think. I think we should do it within the next year. If we're going to do it, I think right now is the time to strike because what happens is they have their chair race. They have like all these powerful positions within the party coming up in 2022 and then the presidential race in 2024. So if we want to do it and take it over, we should do it this year so that we're in position to take everything over in the next couple of years. Why do you think I would be helpful? i think that you would be helpful because you i think that from like everything i've seen of you i think this is right up your alley and it's what you believe in and i think you would be helpful because you're a powerful voice you think there's you
0: think i could actually make that happen like i can push people to go
1: that way yes of course okay you know this already but do i have to convince you of this of course because you're a fucking leader in Hmm. this space Hmm. and you're, you're a leader, and i want to get as many like powerful voices who are leaders in this space mm. as i can together yeah and i think that it's a powerful alliance and i think that people like i was saying before that realize that what we all need is liberty okay. and that what we all need is to be free to work together or work apart as much as we can and as much as beneficial to our uh, to All of us. Mm. So that's that's my like that's why I'm interested in a partnership.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the reason why is because we can be sometimes we can be too caught up with ourselves and not see who or what we are, that type of power sometimes is too inflated, sometimes it's deflated. I like to deflate my ego all the time. You know what I mean? Like people say all this great shit about me, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, you know, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not great, right? And that's the way I keep myself hungry for more, right? So when I ask you, you know, do you think I can do this? It's because I don't know how to measure my power, and I don't know how much power I have. But when you say, like, I can get people to do this, like, I believe it. I just, I guess because I don't understand politics, right? And the whole delegate process and all of that. and
1: Yeah, no, look, I struggle with all of
0: that, too, Yeah, because
1: that's not really my strength either. So it's not even... It's not like I, even i'm saying you can get people to do this like you're not forcing anyone into something yeah. it's just that can as as you've done this is what your career really has been is inspire people to think about these things okay inspire people to like be like wow i've never considered that before and that's an interesting way to look at things now the delegate Mm. process and all of that stuff i'm i'm getting schooled on that as well like i you know what i mean like i'm just starting to learn that process but again like i said this isn't about taking over any political apparatus this is about taking over a party to use it to talk about the things oh. that me and you already wanna talk about. Right. 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 Awesome. And I got
0: a daughter turning 18 soon and I'm ready to like turn her into like that next fucking beast leader and that's going to be sure. amazing to see. Um so we had a talk the other day and I was just like kind of surprised at some of the things she said. And I'm just like, "Oh my god, you might be a better leader than me. What the fuck?" And she's she's like, "I'm shrewd." Oh my god. Like Oh, she's cuz she's a woman and it's just like, oh my god. But anyway, um Are you familiar with the anti-Mason party?
1: Yeah, I know I've heard of the anti-Mason party. So, just refresh my memory real yeah, quick. Yeah, so
0: this was uh uh
1: not Andrew Jackson.
0: Was it Andrew Jackson's election? I want to say it was Andrew Jackson's election. I could be wrong. Um, But one of the elections, what happened was people realized that all of the candidates were. um, Hold on, I could pull it up right here. I got it right in my fucking notes. Let me see. 179. Uh, Anti. I just want to do this just for. This is the election in 1830. This was. And yes, this is Jackson versus Clay, right? Jackson Jackson versus Clay. Anti-Mason? Nope. There was the Anti-Mason was the third party because Jackson was a Mason. (laughs) Um, actually, no. Jackson was running was running on the Anti-Mason um platform, right? Okay. And that kind of split the Anti-Mason party, right? So. When I think third party, I think of that. So the anti-Masons got uh eight percent of the of that vote, right? And I know we're not trying to like win elections and shit like that, which I fucking love that you admitted, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but when I think third party, I immediately go, Yo, people used to be woke back in the day because they knew that both presidents were candidates were Masons, you know, so on and so forth. So they ran that third party, right? So then we have the Libertarian Party, blah 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 whatever, whatever. Um now I was just wondering if you if you were familiar with that history um i'm not gonna put that stuff in my book because i don't i don't go down that but i just like to you know red pill people on that let me read some super chats and then we're gonna talk um confederation and i'm gonna let you go and we're gonna prepare for this uh fight coming on tonight um where are we at where are we at yeah i see one of these super chats yeah i can't wait to get that one um DJ McGrath, we're living—oh, we're living Russian history. QA9 was a rehash of 1920 Soviet op. Uh, worked then and worked now. Oh, um, not read that one. Okay, here we are. Smash the state, 1984. Oh, we got anarchists for real in here. Thousand people in the room. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, much love to both of you. Florida man, fintech uh wouldn't another good way to grow the libertarian party be to help get local libertarians into power Start with mayors then hopefully governors might be a long process dave how else we grow you want to speak to that
1: yeah look i'm not against anybody on a local level who wants to like run for something to try to help out that's great and maybe if i could help you out i would but what i'm more concerned about like what my goal is is to just spread the kind of like more pure AnCap libertarian message to as many people who can hear it as possible because mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be an ancap if someone hadn't spread that message to me so i just want to like try to reach as many people as we can to wake them up to how crazy this whole system is
0: mm-hmm. dope dope um polo loco I would follow both of you into any political pursuit. Let's make it happen. American bravado, Dave Smith in the running for grifties 2021. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I'd love a grifty award. yo i'm ready to grift this this libertarian shit man oh mike he said i love me some more liberty uh thanks for the education hotep jesus and dave smith how are you, tc cliff ebb dave uh what will be your new libertarian party stance on bat bites oh my god uh <laughs> daniel hawk uh hotep with uh, join with dave even just to pay back the lp for what they did to Maj to besides the t-shirt
1: grift alone is gold mm. that would uh would be pretty sweet to pay the LP back for what they did to Maj. Yeah, it was fucked up. Awesome. Yeah,
0: like when people were talking about do the libertarian thing, I'm like, ain't these the same people that fucked over Maj, and they're like, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to pay him back for that. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, Mark Egan, uh, this convo is why I believe we live in the greatest timeline. Wikipedia Brown, uh, this sounds like an opportunity to run everything in public from the start, like Node.js does. Uh, you should have all your meetings on stream. Transparency from the start is a tool that nobody else has. That's rather interesting. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of bad meetings are happening in in, in secrecy. Interesting. Um, Tom Dylan, I like that idea. Wikipedia Browns. great idea. Uh, T Dylan, uh, Hoteps. We Libras aren't indecisive. We're slow to decide. I like that. Uh, must examine all the angles. Yes, we need all the information. At heart, we love freedom. Being air, yeah, we're air signs. Pair with an Aries, yup. Okay, all right, yeah, yup. The libertarians need more some Libra charm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, DGMC says it's okay. Hotep, your power level is way above nine thousand. <laughs> is it? I don't like to believe that, man. I'm trying to. If it's if my power levels are above nine thousand, I'm trying to get to ten million. So I haven't reached my potential yet. Um, Uder it. Uh please add Cindy Johnson as a voice to this mission. She'll be a perfect voice. I'll talk to her. That's interesting. I'll talk to her. Uh, I think that's gonna be a hard sell, but um maybe something there. All right. Uh we're gonna get ready to wrap up in a little bit. Um have got a couple of other things I want to talk about. Um, what's your genesis during how you got into anarchy? Anarchism, the 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 philosophy of
1: so I was uh I mean I, I wasn't even like super into politics or anything like that and it was really it was the Ron Paul presidential campaigns uh, in 2008 and it was particularly I just happened to randomly watch the um I don't know do you ever see the Ron Paul Giuliani moment as they call it when Ron Paul and Giuliani battled at that debate probably not and it, so it was basically um Ron Paul was making this case that it was, it was, you know, it was 2008, so it was like a few years after 9-11, but it was still, you know, we were hot in the war in Iraq and all that stuff. And he was like, look, why is it that you think these Muslims hate Americans so much? And let me explain it to you. Mm. And it's called blowback. And this is what the CIA has always uh, known, is that when you have these military operations, They create people who resent them. And he was basically saying that America has been bombing the shit out of the Muslim world since basically before any of you were born. And that's why they hate us. And not this George W. Bush line about they hate us for our freedom. They don't care if we have freedom. They hate us because we prop up dictators, we support Israel and we bomb the shit out of Muslim countries. And Giuliani was like, oh, that's outrageous. And I can't believe you would say that. And that's the most un-American thing ever. And I demand that Ron Paul apologize for saying that. And Ron Paul just goes, Okay. Let me explain this to you another way. And he goes, look in 1953, the CIA led a coup to overthrow the democratically elected government of Iran. And then they had a revolution against that government in 79. And that's the government that still exists today. And that's why Iran hates us. Not because we're Americans or we're white or we're Christian or we're Jewish or anything like that because we overthrew their government and they don't forget that in the same sense that we wouldn't forget if some other country came in and overthrew our government and then made us live under their rule for 30 years. And and so there's this moment that was just like, holy shit. That is a great point. Uh, And then I was just like, wait, so what is he? He's a libertarian and who is he talking about? And then I started reading more libertarians and then I found uh, Tom Woods and the Mises Institute and Murray Rothbard. And that's really what changed everything. Like when I started reading Murray Murray Rothbard, the uh, piece I'd recommend to anyone if they haven't is, is called Anatomy of the State, It's just like a short little essay. It's easy to read, just breaking down the nature of what government is and uh and then from from there i was pretty much converted to an anarchist
0: yeah that's what happened to me man i was fucking talking to chad because i spoke to this one kid a while back he was like oh anarchy is the way and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about you sound stupid bro you know and then chad came to me he was like bro anarchy is the way and i'm just like anarchy and i'm like what are you talking about bro and he's like here read this and he hands me rothbard right now um the first thing I did was I you know before because I'm very conscious now than I was years ago so I'm very conscious of when I see words I don't know I google them and I, 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 I or I looked up looked them up in a dictionary and I saw the word utopian next to anarchy and I'm like oh they pulled some socialist Orwell shit with the definition of yep. this shit and they've been fucking with my mind ever since oh so then he said yo read this Rothbard I'm like all right so I opened up anatomy to state and I'm like, oh, this is the shit I've been saying. <laughs> this is the shit I've been saying. I'm like, oh, so I was excited. So I was started reading that, Bastiat, and, you know, the whole nine. So my question to you is, um, somebody asked, do you hate the state? Yeah, fuck the motherfucking state. Uh, my question to you is, how do you woke somebody to anarchy? Is there a, a process, or you just hand them anatomy of the state and say...
1: Well, I always like, I mean, I recommend somebody read that, but it kind of depends on on who you're talking to and what perspective they're coming at things from. But what I always try to like kind of get across to people is the the foundational idea of anarchy which is not you know like you said it's been poisoned by all of this kind of orwellian talk it's also poisoned by the fact that most people who claim to be anarchists are these idiot left wingers throwing a molotov cocktail through a fucking small business window and you're like well I don't want to be on board with them and you're like yeah none of us are on board with them those people fucking suck yeah. but the idea is like this it's like if you believe in morality in right and wrong then that is by definition something that transcends government versus people because government and people is just something it's just a class that we made up that's a that's a human construction in the same sense that slave master and slave is just a human construction that doesn't change morality at all like Mm. the fact that you call someone slave master and someone else slave doesn't change the morality of what's going on in that relationship. It's like, no, that's fucked up. in the same sense it would be fucked up if you did it to someone that would be fucked up. So if someone has a blue uniform and a bright shiny badge, that doesn't mean they're not operating within the rules of morality. If someone works for the IRS or someone works for, you know like my podcast that they're still human beings. So once you recognize that, that morality can't be something that some people get a pass from and other people are subjugated to then you go okay well what is the government what is the state i mean if i were to take your money at the threat of throwing you in jail or throwing you in a cage if you don't give it to me what would you call that mm. extortion <laughs> theft something wrong gangsterism, a, yeah gang <laughs> some shit. It wouldn't just be like, well, but I, how about if I called myself the IRS and then I did that? You're like, well, that doesn't change what's right or wrong. If I were to go slaughter a whole bunch of poor people in a third world country, you would call that mass slaughter. Well, what if I told you it was, you know, just policy and it was collateral damage, Well, you can change the words all you want to, but it's still wrong, it's, it doesn't matter. And so when you look at that, if, if you know, if I saw you had a plant, that i determined was not allowed that's a no-no plant and so i'm going to throw you in a cage for 10 years that would be evil and once you just say we're going to judge everybody by the same morality then you realize that the greatest evil amongst us is the state who is responsible for slaughtering more people enslaving more people and and looting and robbing from more people then any other group in the history of the world, mm. and so that's essentially what anarchy is. The word, the definition of the word, means no rulers. Mm. Not that there can't be leaders or people in positions of, of you know, s- to some degree of like you know, um, you know, respect uh, respected people, but that nobody rules over another person involuntarily. Like to me, that's the essence of anarchy.
0: Mm. Mm. Indeed, indeed um anarchy the 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 word you know uh, i hear a lot of people say this they like oh you know anarchy triggers people we should switch to voluntarism and agorism and all of that what's your take on that that whole
1: thing I mean, I'm like, I, you know, I I don't care. Like if we're talking about the same thing, use whatever word you want to use, but like at a certain point, it's like anything you're going to use is going to trigger people. So fuck it, let's take (laughs) our word back. You know, like that's, I I don't know. The word Archie means ruler. The word and means none, no ruler. That's what we're for. And no matter what word you're going to pick, there's going to be some asshole who's fucking it up or it's some I'm not like, I'm, I'm over worried about triggering people. That's yeah. what I believe in. I, I believe in anarcho capitalism. I believe that people have the right to own themselves, to own property, and that no one should rule over them. So that seems like a good term to me. But I'm not going to like spend all day fighting over someone with someone if they believe the same thing I believe and want to call it something else. So it's I right. use that word. You don't have to
0: yeah yeah i love that response that's my response somebody mentioned ben settle your shout out to ben settle he he put me in his book uh copy troll he's a fucking uh copyright guru um yeah great 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 mention there um where we at oh tani rango said thanks for this con- conversation just became a patreon member to Hotep nation let's go let's go kent thoreau said uh you both poisoned my brain with anarchy reported <laughs> <laughs> welcome my brother welcome yo dave man fucking love this conversation bro um thank you for coming on the platform um
1: any last part and words for the people no man listen thank you so much for for having me i would love to have you on on my show as well and uh I, like I really enjoyed this i knew for a while because i've watched you on a lot of shit, and i was like uh ah, we'd have a really great conversation and then like i said people were like harassing me like you gotta talk to hotep jesus so i'm glad we did this and and i look forward to uh to talking again
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this again how are you it was a great great time man i really enjoyed it i love your energy man um so yeah go ahead get out of here i'm gonna go ahead and close out the show all right sounds good thanks again brother bye yo that was Dave Smith. I fucking like Dave, man. I think I fucking like Dave, man. He's a good fucking guy, man. He's a good fucking guy. Ouch said, uh, love you both. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for watching, man. We had like over a thousand people in the stream. Um, I guess I guess you guys fucking like Dave, man. I like Dave. I see why you guys like Dave. Yeah, he did kill it, man. Dave, Dave really killed it. Press 1 in the chat if you think we should take over the Libertarian Party. Press 1 in the chat if you think we should take over the Libertarian Party. It's an interesting concept. I'm going to run that past the team um, and, 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 and see what they think. Um, my parting words are, we are not moving away from the term anarchy. The fact that it triggers people is what gives it its power. That's what I think we should do. You know, um, hammer down. The word hotep used to trigger the black community. You see what we did to that, right? It used to be a a pejorative, an insult. It is no longer. Now it is a badge of honor. I love it. I'm seeing ones all the way down in chat. I love it. I love it. I love it. Budge mail what you putting a two in you gotta tell me why you put a two man we gotta talk we gotta talk we gotta talk i always look for the contra contradicting uh, opinion uh halima put a zero i guess she's agnostic to it you're from connect canada so i can understand start a hotep caucus i don't even know what a caucus is you guys gotta hit me to all this white people shit man i don't even know what the fuck a caucus is <laughs> full metal alchemist said one one he, he 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 super chatted his one i love it i love it i love it um thank you everybody for watching the chat make sure you hit the subscribe button man make sure you hit the like button share this with people this will be up on uh apple spotify and soundcloud uh under uh sharp conversations with hotel jesus obviously it's already in the youtube playlist so you can go back and watch some of my other interviews i have amazing guests and amazing conversations with amazing people uh, amazing minds wikipedia brown said uh you should really do the work on this. Again, transparency can be key. Uh, make sure you communicate using email that you can dump publicly. Yeah, 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 interesting. Okay, I like that, I like that. Um, I'm out of here. I love y'all, Hotel. Ladies and gentlemen, Pogs and Mars, Guess what? The greatest award show of all time is almost upon us. The 2020 Grifties is almost here. Make sure you have subscribe to youtube.com slash ho-tep-jesus. The show airs on January 21st. We are starting off the year big, baby. Big